Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Concluding exhortations, this is Hebrews 13. This is the final chapter of Hebrews. This is when we look at... uh, concluding the last several weeks, a few months of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, the book that we don't know who wrote the book, the author of the book, it's unknown. But the author had some phenomenal sayings in wisdom as he was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this to us, for us. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters, Hebrews 13.1. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Well, what does that mean? It means Philadelphia, brotherly love, brotherly kindness. Keep on loving one another. Let us keep on loving one another. In Hebrews 13.2, we find these words, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Yes, I am going back to my sermon that was aired last week, but it was recorded three weeks ago or four weeks ago. And I just wanted to bring home a couple of these points that meant a lot to me as we conclude or look to conclude Hebrews in the next couple of weeks. Hebrews 13.2 again, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And in Hebrews 13, 3, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. And this past two years, those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering, let us consider them. Let us walk with them. Let us learn what it looks like to walk in their shoes and to reveal and share the love of Jesus shoulder to shoulder and face to face and life on life with one another. Why would we do such a thing? Well, we find the story in Matthew 25, 31 through 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And Matthew 2538. When? When, God? When? We, we, weren't, we were waiting. We were hoping for this huge burst of light, this miraculous sign that it was you, but we never saw it. We just saw people in need, people that were utilizing the hygiene pantry, people 
that could use a warm jacket, people that could use a hug or some conversation where we looked into their eyes and we really listened to them when. And Jesus responds, whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. Least of these you did for me. What a, what a reminder that is for us to do and live for Jesus. And at times we'll be entertaining angels as we do so. Uh, it goes on as we finished up the first eight verses of 13, chapter 13. talks about marriage and money and mentors and the importance that we treat all well and we provide for one another what is needed. That's Hebrews 13, 4 through 7. And then in Hebrews 13, 8, we concluded Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And I really enjoy how the Amplified Version writes it. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever to the ages. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever to the ages. And what a great joy it is to know that God loves us so much, that God cares about us so much. You may be aware, most of you certainly are, that the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. It was written in sentences and paragraphs. It was a letter. It was something that was provided. And so in context, sometimes we need to read it in its form, not just to break down the uh, sentences or the verses. And so this is what we find. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so be it. Listen up. This is a reason, so hold on to this truth. So do not be distracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, the ceremonial foods it talks about. This is what another version says, translation. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit for those who do so. Ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to do so. Once more, the Amplified Version, it says this. Do not be carried away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be established and strengthened by grace and not by foods, rules of diet, and ritualistic meals which bring no benefit or spiritual growth to those who observe them. So we're going to talk about this uh, briefly, but I really want to make this point. There are laws, there are rules, there are things thought that will make you holy, that will set you apart, that God will have his favor upon you if you follow these things. And in themselves, it is not bad. It's much like tradition. It's much like uh, some liturgies that take place and they're memorized and we do them over and over. And these rituals, these traditions, they have meaning. But if we've forgotten the meaning, what good are they? If we just do it because it's memorized, if we just say it because we feel like it's true or that's going to make God happy with us, then what benefit is it? And these ceremonial foods, these were foods that it was thought that you would be, uh, God would be happier with you if you ate of these foods. And this is not what God was intending. God was saying, as you love, as you follow me, as you eat certain foods or participate in different rituals or traditions, 
Let my love abound. Let my Holy Spirit intersect your life and intervene in those cracks and just meld and mold together so that we can become like Jesus. But if you forget the reason for it, what is the good of those ceremonial foods? It's good for nothing. In Hebrews 13.10, we have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. And this word right means authority, power, right, or dominion. They have no right to eat. And this is, well, you have to look and do some research and study of the Old Testament. And remember Melchizedek when we began Hebrews. The altar represents the cross. And this was the end of or for the need of an earthly high priest to take our sacrifices and this was, we can go to the cross. You can go to the cross. You can go to Jesus now and say, Jesus, here's my sin. I need you. The priest could not consume certain sacrifices. The priest could not, but because we are hidden with Christ in God, yes, Colossians 3.3, 3, he gives us, the believers, the followers, the disciples of Jesus, that opportunity to go to him directly, to partake in the sacrifice of Jesus. We don't need an earthly high priest. We have the high priest. We have Jesus going and doing who performed this miracle to us and for us. So if you are in need, it's good to receive counsel. It's good to get counseling. It's good to have Christians that hold you accountable to what God's word says, not left to your own opinion or your own desires, because the heart, full, the heart is deceitful and wicked, as we read in the Old Testament. It is good, but it is not necessary for the forgiveness of our sins. All that is necessary is to know who Jesus is, that he loves us so much. In Hebrews 13, 11 through 12, we find the high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. What does this mean? It's a little confusing. Bodies are burned outside the camp. Well, let's keep reading. Verse 12, and so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his blood, to make the people holy through his own blood. I'm going to bring it in now. Hebrews 13, 13. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. Go to him outside the camp. Scholars, writers, uh, those that are theologians, they have studied this. They would say where it says, let us then go to him outside the camp. Let us go to him outside your own agenda, outside your own mindset, outside what you have grown up thinking or believing is true. Let's go to him bearing the disgrace he bore, the suffering that he endured, the sacrifice he was so that we might have salvation. Go to him beyond your comfort zone so that through his suffering, through that discipline that happens that we've read over and over throughout this book of Hebrews, he can make us clean. He can and set us apart. We are holy in his eyes because we have left what we have felt is right, what we want to do, what we think should happen to be hidden with Christ in God. Go to him outside the camp. Leave the safety of your own home. Leave the safety of what you think is comfortable. Leave the safety of what you believe to be true. Leave that safety so that you could be 
reunited with who Jesus is in all his suffering, but in all his power, because we have the same power in Christ Jesus that raised him from the dead. Go outside the camp. Go outside what you want to be right. Go outside what you think is right and begin to learn more who Jesus is and what he's calling us to, what he has for us. While we were in Michigan, I got to meet with a good friend and he shared about his son. His son is living a lifestyle that many would put her nose up to. But he said that, oh, how my son longs to have people that would just love him and believing that people were showing God's love in a practical way. Then he would come to Jesus because people loved him. They didn't just preach to him. And it was interesting because we, as we were talking, it's like it does not matter what sin someone is committing, what sin you are tempted by, what proclivities you are given to. All that matters is that Jesus came as a sacrifice. Jesus came to forgive us. Jesus came to say that you are redeemed, that you are holy and set apart in my sight, that what was done in the past is for given. I don't even think about it. All I look back when I see your past is I see the sacrifice of my son Jesus, and I know that you are free and that you are healed, and I want to restore you. This is what Jesus is calling us to. Go to him outside the camp. Hebrews 13, 14, for here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come, the city that is to come, the Jesus that loves us so much, the God that has a plan for our lives, but even beyond that, to share the hope of glory. In Matthew 6.10, this is from the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is the King James Version. We desire for God's will to be done right now on Vermont as it is in heaven, in your living room. Maybe you're on a riding lawnmower or maybe a push mower or maybe one of those mowers that doesn't have a motor but has those sharp blades and you're just walking around listening because you've subscribed on Google or Apple iTunes and it's Living Hope Wesleyan there and maybe somebody cut and paste a YouTube link, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, and they shared via email or text message and you are watching or you're listening and you just feel like, oh God, I need you. And Jesus is saying, yes, you do not have to wait until you get to heaven because my presence presence is with you. So on earth, on Vermont, in your car, at your job, in the grocery store, playing sports, wherever you are, God's will can be accomplished there as it is in heaven. As we know, we are hidden with Christ in God and we are forgiven and we are set apart. So because we are set apart, we do not sin so that grace would abound. We do not continue to ask for God's forgiveness because we want to keep doing what we want to do. But we know because we are forgiven, we have an opportunity to lead someone else out of their bondage, out of that slavery, out of that addiction, that they might know who Jesus is, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one that loves us so much that he sacrificed himself that we might be free and free indeed. Living Hope Wesleyan Church, it's certainly good to be back. Living Hope Wesleyan Church, we certainly have work to do as we are hidden with Christ and God, as we understand our identity is being his, is being 
his, is responding in obedience to only what he can accomplish in and through our lives, or better said, what we can accomplish in and through him. It's not him coming into us and giving us life. It's us surrendering our lives into him like the hand in the glove. We respond. We are simply the glove receiving all that he is, all of his power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead. God gives us that power to respond is his as we are hidden with Christ in God. So let our prayer be, oh Jesus, let your will be done on Vermont as it is in heaven. Oh Jesus, please God help us to let your will be done on and in Living Hope Wesleyan Church as it is in heaven. Jesus, hear our prayer. And it's in your name, Jesus, we say thank you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.